0: Tom Cruise is rumored to be circling Quentin Tarantino's final film, Lord of the Rings The War of the Rohirrim, released a poster. And A Quiet Place Day One dropped its first trailer. Let's get into this week's movie news. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. James is back in the movie news studio. Not longer on Zoom call. It's nice to have you. No longer. No longer. And we have a ton of movie news to get into this week. There are a ton of casting announcements. Stories. We're gonna be here for like three hours, man. It might be four hours, as well as some drama about the about the Acme vs. Coyote Warner Brothers film that was deleted. We'll get into that in a little bit. They just scratched the they, thing. They deleted it from their servers Took it from the hard drives. But first, let's get into the box office, and it is so far the lowest performing box office weekend of 2024. There's a bunch of... All, most of these movies have been out already for weeks, and then for new releases, there have been a few. So, uh, in first place is Argyle. It's second weekend was $6 million. Jesus. It's grossed only $26 million domestically, oh so God. it's not doing very well. And the new de- the new debut this week was Lisa Frankenstein, the romantic horror film. This debuted with $4 million. Not a big gross at all, but it is a pretty small budget of $13 million, so... It's it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I'm sure it'll probably make yeah. its money back. You know, Zelda Williams directed it, and Diablo Cody wrote it, so I'm sure it'll find its audience, and I'm very intrigued by this film, so I think I'll check it out. Yeah, and then in third place, Jason Statham just won't stop keeping those bees, man. <laughs> the big Keeper. With $3.4 million, people will just keep coming to see this movie. It's like movie. it's fourth weekend, yeah, right? Yeah, it's doing well. Keeper. It's doing well. It broke $100 million last week. It's, wow. It's, it broke $50 million in, in domestically in North America. Have you seen it yet? I have not. I kinda want to. You should, man. I just haven't. I have You let's, should see it too. I was busy, but let's go see it, man. Yeah, we can do we I'm can do happy it. it's still in theaters. Next up, Wonka is still in the top five. Two months later. My boy. Two months no, more than two months. It came out in mid December. So Waka is in fourth place with three point one million dollars. It's just a great movie for the families migration again right behind it with 3.3 $3 million dollars this weekend it's got those wings anyone but you it's still chugging. it's like this it's like we're in like a limbo of all these movies <laughs> in the box office. nothing it's february man nothing yeah. new's coming out it hasn't changed anyone but you uh 2.8 million dollars adding to it it's closing in on 200 million dollars with its total gross very very high performer the chosen came in seventh place with 2.6 million dollars Mean Girls eighth place, one point nine million. Dune, <laughs> Dune was re released in two thousand theaters across the country, so you can go see Dune if you want to. In anticipation for the second film, it made a healthy one point five million dollars for a re release, not bad. Yeah, not and then bad. American Fiction, in eleventh place with one point four million dollars, adding to its sum, it's closing in on twenty million for the independent film. So great job, everyone. Not what I'm waiting on for this year for a re release? What Interstellar? Oh, it's the anniversary, Ten-year right? Anniversary in June. July? Well, uh, what month did it come out? I don't know. My poster just says it's coming soon. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this is the year that... It would be ten years anniversary, so you bet your ass that we're gonna even re-release. I mean, yeah, I've seen so many comments about that on IMAX's page, so hopefully that'll happen. Now there is. I tried some... to get it out of that guy that that runs the uh, <laughs> the stuff at IMAX. Remember, I'm like, hey, so I know you're you can't shaking see... him. <laughs> I, know, I know you can't tell us, but is there gonna be an Interstellar re-release in IMAX because I really want to go? You tape them to a chair. Yes. <laughs> you start taking out his fingernails. I shine a big light on his face. <laughs> <laughs> there is a projection for projection projection for Dune Part Two. They are saying that it's going to debut with sixty-five million dollars in North America. It's pretty damn good. Great, great, great opening. I think it's going to be a hit. I think oh, yeah. people are very excited about it, especially because the last one, the first one, came out post-COVID, and people were unsure of going to theaters. So it only grossed what was it, like three hundred million dollars. If that, not even it made three hundred million, and its opening weekend was thirty-six. Yeah, it was pretty weak for how big it should have been. Oh, it I made four hundred million. Sorry, I think the anticipation is just through the roof for this movie, especially with this cast so hot, such a hot young cast. So hot. It's so hot. Can we get into the top stories? Because Bob, why don't you take it away. This one was amazing when I found out about it yesterday. Tom Cruise is rumored to be circling to have a role in Quentin Tarantino's final film, The Movie Critic, which is also going to have Brad Pitt in it. So this is incredible news. Imagine I mean, you wouldn't want to go any other way than to have fucking Tom Cruise <laughs> in your movie, right? Like if you're gonna make one last <laughs> movie for the rest of your life and you're one of the biggest not? most successful and, and iconic directors ever, of course you're gonna do it with Tom Cruise. And um, I think this is just—he's such a bi- big fan of Tom's, and Top Gun is one of his favorite movies from the '80s. And Tom is just like the biggest star ever, we we gush on him all the time. And to go out with Tom and Brad in your movie, holy shit! There's no rumor how big the role would be—if it's a yeah. small role, large role, starring role—no one really knows. Even if it's true, yeah, it would. It would. As much as I love Tom's movies, it would be nice to see him in something that's not a big action movie. For the first time since American Made. Yeah, I was going to say, because it's been, even that's sort of an action movie. Yeah, though. it has action you know in mean? it. But before that, it was really, I mean, he's been so heavy in the action genre that uh, people, I think people aren't, who haven't seen his earlier films don't know how great of an actor he is. He's just a fucking stunt guy. I yeah. he's awesome. He's amazing. He's man. I love them all, but it would be cool to see him in a movie that's not an action movie. I agree. Yeah. Especially a Tarantino movie. Like s- him saying Tarantino dialogue, oh my God. That'd be juicy. Just inject that into my veins. That's some tasty stuff right tasty. there. Tasty. That's yum, some tasty yum, stuff. Yum. <laughs> I would love to see that. I would pay triple to see that. Also, just to have, I mean, Brad and Tom reuniting since interview with the vampire. Yeah. 30 years. Oh my God. If their characters even interact. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is a Tarantino movie. I mean, you gotta... That's too tantalizing to pass up. to get <laughs> know, right? The, get Brad to Pitt and Tom Cruise having dialogue together yeah. for the first time in 25 years. Yeah, you gotta do Holy that. Holy shit. Oh, man. now that, theres That would be a, a hit. That would be a massive hit. It would be his biggest hit, I bet. For if sure. He gets them both. It would. I Imagine hope... them on the poster. I, I'm crossing my fingers, man. Next up, another film that's coming out soon. Lord of the Rings, The War of the Rohirrim. It comes out later this year. Revealed its first poster. This is our first official look at the film. It's an animated feature, and it looks really cool. I love the animation style right here. I'm just super excited to have Warner Brothers involved. I think that this could be really something special. I but think there's a lot to, of potential. We're going to have to wait quite a while. It doesn't come out until December. Yeah. December 2024. We might be getting a trailer in the next couple of weeks, It got though. pushed back. It, it was one of those movies, well, m- many of the movies that got pushed back to later dates because of mm. the strike. Yeah. But... Right, I think that this has so much potential, and with Brian Cox leading it, like- yeah, I, I think we're about to see a massive boom and surge of Lord of the Rings, Middle Earth content in yeah. films, and TV, and gaming. So I'm pretty excited about a lot of it, even though. Rings of Power was a very disappointing project for pretty much every Lord of the Rings fan that exists, except for, like, 17 people that got paid <laughs> to watch it. But- <laughs> you talking about that influencer yeah, yeah. meetup that didn't even watch it. <laughs> I love Lord of the Rings. Gushing over it. <laughs> I could change Sauron. <laughs> Argorn is my favorite character. Come on, they shipped Galadriel and Sauron. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Finally... Francis Ford Coppola, daddy, is coming out with a new fucking movie. It's been so long. This century, he's just been very quiet making wine for the most part. <laughs> but he's finally got a movie, a passion project of his coming out. We all know about Megalopolis. The cast is absurd. And the first teaser image came out. It's really interesting. It's of... It's, it seems like early evening and this massive statue has fallen against the side of a building. Very eerie, very ominous, mm-hmm. but also a striking image. And I cannot fucking wait to see this movie because Coppola, he's the guy. Come on. Like, he's, he's one the of the man. best filmmakers ever. He had the best forerun in history with Godfather, The Conversation, Godfather, Part 2, and Apocalypse. Now, like, who the fuck does that? Pa- <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola. He's daddy. He's killing it, man. I cannot wait to see this man's next movie. I just went to the Godfather exhibit yesterday at the Academy Museum. Oh my it was God. so second my t- second time going there it's still incredible. I adore Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. I cannot wait. I love wait. the guy. I cannot wait. Have you looked at many behind the scenes photos of Megalopolis? Yeah. Not really. I'm trying to keep myself just as in the boss. Possibly. Character looks very interesting. I was talking about that with someone yeah. the other day, yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to this. The blending of the Ancient Rome's culture into contemporary times. I think it's such a brilliant concept. Yeah, I guess the concept if you don't know if, if ancient Rome never fell, mm-hmm. if it was still going and strong. If it's like even further, still chugging time, along. Yeah, Thomas the Train. <laughs> <laughs> still still building aqueducts. I think I can. I think I can. <laughs> Next up, we have news of an upcoming Predator film. Dan Trattenberg, who directed Prey for Hulu, will continue his journey with the Predator franchise. Uh, after Prey's story, the filmmaker will now direct Badlands, the next installment in this uh, new series for 20th Century Studios. Trachtenberg is also, de- also developing different projects set in the world of the franchise for the company. Wait, so Badlands is the name of the new Predator exactly. movie? Yeah. like how What? He, so how he changed it, Predator to Prey, and now it's Badlands. Um, so he's basically uh. overseeing, a, he'll be directing and overseeing a new Franchise of films in the Predator universe, but isn't Badlands the name of that game? Yeah. that Eli Ross is making a movie about. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I that's why so. that that confused me for a second. Yeah. Well, consider yourself confused. Not it's great, perplexing. It's not great IP marketing right there. Yeah. I mean, there's very few details are known about Badlands, but what's been revealed is that the movie will feature a female lead and it will take place in the distant future. So, future Predator movies, essentially. Um, and so Dan Trattenberg they're happy with what he did with Prey, so he's overseeing this new this new rejuvenation of the franchise. Well, it must take. I wonder if it takes place in America in um sort of the Midwest. It's like the Badlands. Yeah. What is that? What Badlands are? I'm pretty sure yeah. that's the area. Hold on. Let me double check. Well, I mean, it's the Terrence Malick film, Badlands. That's the, I mean, that's no, I I'm mean. sorry. Not, yeah, yeah, Terrence Malick. Yeah, uh, the Badlands. Yeah, maybe it's like a distant future in America. I think that's like the the area of. Like the National Park, Badlands National mm-hmm. Park. I can't remember where that is. It's mm-hmm. got to be in the Midwest somewhere. Sounds, Someone can let sounds us know. right. Yeah. Someone let us know. But yeah. Fucking we love Predator. That's cool. Awesome news. Fantastic stuff. I hope they release it in theaters this time. Yeah, I mean, it was weird watching Uh, That was like one of the first feature film releases we saw on, on streaming only because of lockdown, it was weird. Yeah, I think Disney dropped the ball at that, releasing it on Hulu only because it was a cool movie, but if you watched it in a movie, it would have been a much better... I mean, in theater, it would have been a much better cinematic experience, much more memorable. Yeah. And I feel like it would still be in my mind, but like the streaming releases only, I just forget about them really quickly. Yeah. Moving on to... <laughs> more Dune. More Dune news, baby! <laughs> I'm not watching any clips. I'm not watching goddamn anything. Only the trailers I'll watch yeah. for sure because you can't avoid them in theaters. And they look awesome. But I did see a clip, but it was an IMAX, so they that, released. that counts. And also, careful online. People are spoiling some stuff, apparently. Oh, my. Apparently. What is wrong with people? So, obviously, a lot, a lot of people haven't read the book, so, but they're getting major plot points leaked. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's not from watching footage, but I'm sure people are just revealing plot points. Yeah. Which you know, that's you, happened in our comments a couple of it times. It sucks, man. Yeah. It really does. Like when we got spoiled for Spider Man, even though everyone knew what was gonna happen, yeah. three Tobies. I mean three Spideys. But so Dune Part Two, there are a couple <laughs> clips of So the thing you saw, the extended the uh, the clip that's yeah. been out. That's been released. Oh, has it? Yeah, so that's been released as okay. well as uh, a clip of Paul riding his first sandworm, which I will not watch until I'm in an IMAX theater with massive speakers and a screen Bigger than my house. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm not watching this either. It's a five-minute clip, but I'm sure it's cool. It's a big it's a big look at the film, and that's a major moment. Man. Hell yeah. Can't wait to see that. Can't wait. 25th, baby. Two weeks. Oh, my God. Two weeks. So close, man. All right. I'm not sure if you uh, knew about this news about the Jurassic World sequel with, Dav- with David Leitch. I saw it, yeah. So David Leitch was announced on, like, Monday to be the next director of the next installment in the jurassic world franchise and then two days later he left for creative differences probably saw the script he's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> no bro <laughs> what <laughs> giant insects again <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea it's i've never seen a turnaround like that where a director is announced in a project and then leaves the project it's like bill belichick when he was the coach of the new york jets for a day, a day he signed it on a napkin <laughs> i i retired yeah. I, I quit <laughs> Yeah, nobody knows really what's going on except for just creative differences. I'm sure Leach wanted to do something that I guess they didn't like. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's weird. I'm sh- he probably got to look at what the story was going to be. Yeah, and probably he probably wanted to do something, and they were like, "No, you're. We need you to do what we want you to do." I mean, you don't say no to Jurassic World, for, exactly. Yeah, that's a good gig. That's a good job. It's a cushy job. That's a cushy like that's <laughs> dinosaur generational bro. money job. Jo- dinosaurs, bro. <laughs> that's a good. Mo- that's Get a them. good job. But um, hey, he must not like what they're working with, or you know, yeah. maybe you want to do something different because he's a cool director. I like him right now. He's a cool dude. So we got some interesting news from Spike Lee, who we all know has remade Old Boy, and it was not a great remake. You know, it was one of those unnecessary remakes. It's a solid movie, but if you've seen the original, then it's hard to it's watch. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Now Spike is going to remake another film. This time he's going to make Akira Kurosawa's masterpiece. High and Low, with Denzel Washington. Now, I don't know how I feel about this, because I don't love seeing movies like that, like great masterpieces like Old Boy getting remade, especially, you know, just in America, just to, you know, let's remake a movie because it's just mm-hmm. a masterpiece. Because High and Low really is a sensational film. It's an all-timer. And But I do love Spike. and I do love Denzel. And I feel like, you know... High and Low is a pretty old movie compared to Old Boy. Old Boy was the century. Yeah. You know what I mean? They remade it t- like twelve yeah. years after it came out. Yeah, it was two thousand five that, that Old Boy came out. And oh my god, really? Yeah. Wow. And then they made the the, the remake in like two thousand thirteen, I believe. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of time has passed where it's not a terrible idea to make a remake. And also the studios are just going to studio. So they're going to just remake stuff over and over again. This is something that we just have to get used to. There's nothing we can do about it. It's just not, it's never going to end. I do. I, I, I'm going to remain optimistic because Spike will be with Denzel in this versus Spike with like Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's great, but I think when Spike and Denzel work together, it's really just, you know, they know what the hell they're doing and they have such, such great chemistry together creatively. So I don't hate the news, but I, I don't love it at the same time. It's just, I feel very mixed about it. The thing about high and lows it's I mean remakes happen all the time but it's fine to I think it's fine to if you want to remake a movie that maybe wasn't the greatest movie or something that could really be improved upon it's especially in the genre yeah especially in the genre and maybe with visual effects and It's con- a kidnapping film FYF has yeah. ever seen it. It's the kidnapping film. It's the best one. And especially with modern contemporary technology and filmmaking techniques how you can improve upon something that maybe maybe something didn't look good or you, like King Kong, like Peter Jackson's King Kong was cool to see. You know what I mean? Because the modern technology was there, and seeing an updated version of the story was fantastic. You know what I mean? That's a great remake yeah. of an all-time classic. High and Low, I mean, it's just such a strong movie. It really is like top twenty movies ever made. I don't really see the reason to remake it. There's not much that can be added to it. And also, the thing with High and Low is the setting. At it's so vital to that story working. The setting of that of that town of that yeah. city. It's instrumental, and so I'm not sure how they can make it work with some of the major beats of that film. We'll see. I mean, Spike Lee's an all-time director, and Denzel's one of the greatest actors to ever live. So I'm sure it'll be good, but I'm just not sure if we need a remake of High and Low. It's just, you can just make a new kidnapping movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need the IP of a masterpiece from Kurosawa. It's not like the kids are like... C- clamoring for a high and low remake. I, it's, I feel like that a studio probably just went on Letterbox Top Twenty and were like, let's make some, <laughs> let's make something. <laughs> what can we? make? I mean, what's next? Twelve Angry Men again? I mean, I don't know. Well, it already got remade. I know that's 90s, why I said it again. But that's why I feel very mixed about this because I, 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 love Spike, but Old Boy his remake did not do it for me at all. Mm-hmm. It did not do it for me because I was just watching. this. like I'm, the whole time I watched that movie, I'm like, why did they make this? Why? It it wasn't the vibe, man. It wasn't the vibe. (laughs) No, Let's move on to another interesting vibe. So it looks like we're in a boom of monster movies because obviously we know Guillermo del Toro is making a Frankenstein film. Now Maggie Gyllenhaal is also going to be making a Frankenstein film. And Christian Bale will be playing Frankenstein's monster. Even though there's a lot of confusion on the internet when this got released, a lot of headlines ran... Christian Bale will be in Frankenstein, and then a photo of him with Frankenstein and next saw, to I saw some saying he's playing Frankenstein. So no one, people are confused. Is he playing Frankenstein or the monster? And this is why we always talk about people get confused, because studios and, and corporations, they never really... Like, they just call the monster Frankenstein. This it's is, no, it's the, head, it's the headlines. Yeah, no, but it's no... The, but, but it's a journalist. But even when you go to the costume store, it's the Frankenstein it's a Frankenstein costume, sure, but it's yeah, just yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. The monster. I mean, it's the monster, but it's not Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's been confused about this for, like, 100 years, I think. And... <laughs> <laughs> this is just even more confusion, but Christian Bale is going to be the monster. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is directing with Jessica Buckley and Penelope Cruz, also starring... Jesse the- Buckley. Jesse Buckley. Yeah. Hold on, I need to get these glasses fixed. Get those check. glasses fixed. <laughs> Font's too small. Apparently funny. Christian Bale will be shaving his head for the role. Nice. That's what's, that's what's been told. I hope so. Gonna make it look different at least, I guess. Please. <laughs> an improvement over gore shaved christian bill nice (laughs) speaking (laughs) of christian there was actually a big news story in la uh yesterday he's been working on a project to build 12 foster homes for kids in la i saw that and they finally broke ground yesterday and started the construction of the 12 structures to house uh foster kids and he's been working on it for 16 years trying to get development underway and it was really sweet i saw this interview he did on the on the news and uh, he said he's been working on it since his daughter was three years old, and he just thought, like, these he, kids need homes to live in, and there's so many. Apparently, L.A. has the most foster kids in the country, mm-hmm. and so he wanted to do something to help. So I think I know why he did Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> what a sweet guy. <laughs> so, yeah, and he's going to be in Palmdale, California, which is just north of L.A. Oh, that's where we shot Midnight mm-hmm. Ruin. Yeah. Next up, we have some Ryan Coogler news. His secret film with Michael B. Jordan has been revealed with to who? be— Michael B. Jordan. Sorry. (laughs) Get off my back, man. You said it like one syllable. (laughs) Michael B. Jordan. WB has acquired the rights to the duo's next film. It's going to be, like the rumor said, a vampire film. It takes place in New Orleans in the 1930s, and Michael B. Jordan will be playing twins. Is that confirmed? Yes. When did that get confirmed? Yesterday. Did it really? Yeah. Twin vampire. I, I think he's playing twin vampires. Maybe one's a vampire, one's not, but... He's definitely playing twins. Interesting. Yeah. And so 1930s New Orleans is also, co- also confirmed. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. And so, I mean, New Orleans was heavily used in Interview with the Vampire. True. Another vampire, another great yeah, vampire it's an interesting Well, yeah. it's a very interesting city and in place because of like the spirituality uh-huh. and like the, the undead sort of mm-hmm. culture there, the voodoo culture. Sure. It's really interesting. So I think it kind of fits. It really does. It's cool to see Kugler do a genre f- film like this. I like that. Hell Yeah. I'm down. Very cool. Very cool. All right, let's move on to a secret Matthew Vaughn film with Hemsworth and Rockwell. Even though Argyle bombed, he's still getting <laughs> still getting jobs. So the, this action film is entirely secretive. No details have been revealed, but it's in the works. Chris Hemsworth. Is it Chris Hemsworth or Liam's? Chris yeah. Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth and Sam Rockwell. I just figured, like, <laughs> Liam. Liam. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> he made his money. He made he's, his money. Yeah, he's Hunger Games. He's Gale. So Matthew Vaughn filmed this in secret with Rockwell and Hemsworth and apparently a cast of... Oh, they already filmed it? They already filmed it in secret. And, who do you think he is? Ty West? <laughs> 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 That's the year of Matthew Vaughn, apparently. <laughs> it's an action science fiction film. That's all he said about it. He talked about it on the Happy Sack Confused podcast the other day and revealed it. And this was news to everyone outside of like the insiders of Hollywood who knew this was being made. and They filmed it already. It's Damn. already done. I don't know what the budget is. I don't know. I like the idea of like things being filmed in secret. I think it's Me cool. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It builds hype. But uh there's no details outside of it being an action sci-fi genre at all. That's it. Interesting. And it's called Project X right now. I'm I'm maybe he'll change it, but right now it's just p- called Project X. I would change it because that's already the, the name the of the party it. movie. Yeah, the party movie, yeah. Miles Teller. Let's Next. move on to some Swiftie news. Swifties. Taylor Swift has announced that she's going to make her directorial feature debut. She's already directed music videos and short films. Mm-hmm. Her feature debut after her tour ends. So after she makes her 1.5 bill, she's going to make a movie. So congratulations to Taylor Swift. What can't this woman do? Nothing, man. Who knows? Nothing. She's killing it, man. And she'll probably be at the Super Bowl today. Oh, the Super Bowl's today. Today. Right. I yeah. totally forgot the Super Bowl is today. <laughs> you know, that's going to be like the camera's going to cut to her at least, I'm calling 50 times. <laughs> at least 50 times. <laughs> that's great marketing. Who's the performer? I can't remember. Um, I don't remember I either. I don't remember. It was someone. <laughs> I think it's um, Bruno Mars, maybe? No, I think it was a female performer. Oh, yeah? Well, I, I can't remember. When was it? An, it was announced a while ago. It was announced, yeah. Wasn't it two, it, wasn't it two guests? Look it up while I look up yeah. this next one. So Aaron Taylor-Johnson, next bit of news, will lead a heist squad in a new film from Heller or High Water director David McKenzie called, I don't know yet. That's not the name of the title. Usher. It's Usher. Usher is no. not the name of the <laughs> film. Archers <laughs> performing. Okay, Usher's performing in the Super Bowl. So Aaron Taylor-Johnson will lead a heist movie from director David McKenzie. Mm-hmm. And it's. I believe I read the synopsis. Was it there's an earthquake and he takes advantage of the time to make a heist? It's something like, oh, a, a bomb. Mm-hmm. There's a bomb that doesn't go off somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he uses that as all the chaos as a opportunity to go rob something. Ooh, I like it. So it's like Army of the Dead except no zombies. Sounds fun. And a bomb. It's like the- Hurricane Heist, but it's yeah. Bomb Heist. So I believe it's a bomb that doesn't go off. Bomb Heist! <laughs> David McKenzie's awesome. I loved Outlaw King. Yeah, Outlaw King's yeah. incredible movie. So is in Hell or High Water. So there was another movie that was has been b- being made in secret from Disney. So Moana 2, nobody knew the sequel was being made, and they just dropped a photo of it. The first still of it the other day. Animated sequel? Animated sequel. Oh, wow. Nobody knew it was being made. I had no idea. So they just, another secret reveal. They dropped the first image, and it's going to come out this fall. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Nobody knew it was happening. Wow. Cast is coming back. It's a sequel to the film, and Disney just kind of just kept it under the radar. Isn't the live action coming out this year, too, or is that next year? I believe that's next year. I think they're still working on pre-production of that. Pretty crazy. Because I know they cast the lead actress, but they haven't announced her yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Moana too. Get ready for it this fall out of nowhere, <laughs> out of left field. <laughs> All right, we got some Oscar news. The Academy Awards have announced a new category and Oscar for Achievement and Castings, the first year that the Oscars have introduced a new award since Best Animated Feature more than two decades ago, and the first one that won that, do you remember what it was? Pre- Best Animated Feature? Shrek. Shrek was the first. Shrek. Movie to win Best Animated Feature at the Somebody Academy Somebody once told <laughs> me that the elders to know me. Now, this will be presented for the first time in 2026, so it'll be a couple of years, but finally casting directors will get some recognition at the award season. And we mentioned on Movie News a couple of weeks ago, the BAFTAs have been doing that for years. Yeah. And I thought that was cool. Maybe the Maybe the Oscars does listen to our podcast. And maybe they'll finally get a stunts category in They'd there. better. In a couple They'd years. Better. I wonder why you have to wait till 2026 for this to actually go into effect. Huh, who knows, man. Lots of logistics. Takes a things. while to build those statues. Yeah, <laughs> You know how hard it is to write a script for <laughs> the new category, man? Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> All right, let's get into the movie trailers. There were four pretty fun trailers. The biggest one, by far, is the third film in the Quiet Place franchise. <laughs> I would describe this as pretty fun. I think it's fun. <laughs> no, it's epic. It's oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's fun. It's like a good time. Like yeah, a-, a Quiet Place Day 1 dropped its first trailer, starring Lupita Nyong'o, Joseph Quinn, and Jaiman Hunsu, who's back. Back, baby. Back in action. Barely saw him in it, but it was awesome. Yeah, the trailer looks fantastic. Visual effects look awesome. So this is basically A Quiet Place in the middle of New York City. It was a great trailer because they showed some clips from A Quiet Place Part 2 with yes. Krasinski. They opened it, yeah. And then they cut to basically day one of how the when the outbreak happened. And it's New York City and mm-hmm. just a rain of debris from, the, from space comes crashing down. And it looks epic, massive scale. You know, I love the first two because of how small they are in scope, especially the first one. But then they're just like, screw it, let's go Why as not? big yeah. and bold as possible with this movie. And it looks really freaking awesome. It looks Because I feel like we haven't gotten an alien invasion movie in a while, a really good one. And this looks like it's going to quench that thirst that people have been having for it, I think. It looks like Lupita's playing a mute. It's possible. Yeah. She didn't speak in the trailer. Yeah, it seems like it. I wouldn't be surprised. And I mean, that's someone who could survive. I wouldn't say a mute, though, because at the end of the trailer, she looks like she's about to scream in fear, but Jaimon comes and covers mm-hmm. her mouth. So oh, true, yeah. Maybe not a mute. Just yeah. she Maybe speak. she's also deaf. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, or maybe she just doesn't have, or maybe she, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But she didn't speak in the trailer. Mm mm. I don't think many people spoke in the trailer except Only for Jaimon, yeah. But Joseph Quinn—it was interesting to see him in a suit. Yeah, his suit and a tie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> dressed like a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I'm just—I think this is a great, smart move for Joseph Quinn coming off Stranger Things to Me be too. like. You, he he probably had his pick of a lot of different movies, and studios were probably clamoring for him to be in something. And so, I think a Quiet Place was a smart move. It's a strong franchise, and the director of this is the director of Pig. Oh yeah, so that's this is right, his yeah. second film. Uh, Krasinski was like, "I want you to take over." It looks really, really good. It does. It does. It looks terrifying. Next up, we have something that look it's supposed to look terrifying, but I'm not sure. It's a cuckoo trailer for Hun- from Hunter Schaefer and Dan Stevens. It's a little teaser. Uh, that's basically just Hunter Schafer standing in a room. She pulls out a switchblade, and then it cuts to like some monster. Um, it's just two shots. It looks alright. I mean, we'll have to see a full trailer to get a real sense for it. But uh, yeah, it's, I-, I love Dan Stevens. so we'll see. We'll see. We also got a trailer for. A Knuckles TV series from Paramount Plus that's premiering on April 17th. I'm not going to lie, the, the CGI and animation looks pretty great. Looks good. It good for a TV show, yeah. Surprisingly good for a TV show for like a quick turnaround, I'm guessing. But Sonic movies have been killing. So obviously they're creating a Sonic. Paramount universe. loves Sonic. Yeah, yeah, they made. Dude, they've been doing really well at the yeah. box office. So I mean, kudos to them, Paramount. Idris returns. Yeah, Idris is yeah. back. I, i'm all for it you know i love the sonic movies honestly i really do except for i love number two except for that goddamn wedding scene it's just so boring it's just like what are we <laughs> doing it's like 10 minutes of this wedding but i really enjoy the sonic movies not gonna lie yeah and then the third one's in development with jim carrey coming back it looks cute it looks really cute and our final trailer was club zero starring mia vasikowski uh this will premiere upcoming in march it's a dark comedy it's about like this woman who joins uh boarding school and in, t- in Creates, like, a cult-like atmosphere with the female students. And she gets them to s- basically stop eating and starving themselves. Looks pretty interesting, like a, a strange, dark comedy. It's a really tantalizing trailer. Not really sure what's going on there, but I love Mia Vosikowska. She's a great actor, so Club Zero. Check that out trailer. So we got a couple of, like, cultish horror movies coming mm-hmm. out. This in Long Legs. Cults pretty- are so hot right now. They're, they are. They've been... Kind of stale for a while. No one's been making movies about cults lately. (laughs) Cults are pretty sexy. they pretty (laughs) sexy stuff. Let's get into some more news before we wrap up on movie news. So, uh, Celine Song has announced that she has a cast for her new rom-com from A24, follow-up to her Best Picture nominee, Past Lives. Pedro Pascal, who's in every movie, (laughs) and Dakota Johnson are in talks to lead this rom-com from Celine Song. It's called Materialists. Materialists. A few details are out. It's about a matchmaker. That's all we know. Ah, oh, interesting. So a matchmaker who um, starts dating a, a super wealthy man, I think is what the synopsis said. Interesting. Pedro's in but er- I li- everything. But I like it uh, the building of a rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, next up, another casting, which is just... I, I'm so excited to see these two on screen together. Margot Robbie and Colin Farrell are set to star in... A big, bold, beautiful journey from After Gang director Coconada. 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 Sorry. Coconada. <Ko-go-nada>. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the script is from Seth Rice, who wrote The Menu. It's scheduled to begin shooting this spring in California. Nobody knows much about the plot, but this, the little detail we do know is it's said to center on two strangers and the unlikely way that their paths align. What a great duo for a movie. I know, It's right? awesome. So in demand right now, both of them. Yeah, they really are. Let's get going on some more news. So Bob Odenkirk has a new action movie going into development called Normal from director Ben Wheatley. The official synopsis reads, Normal follows Ulysses, who is thrust into the temporary role of the sheriff for a small sleepy town, Normal, after the previous one's untimely death. When the town's bank is robbed by an out-of-town couple, Ulysses arrives on the scene to find the town is hiding much more sinister deep-sealed secrets under its surface, and everyone from the bartender to the priest is in on it. And now Ulysses, who's up till now, focused only on running away from the demons of his past, must uncover the full extent of this criminal conspiracy. I'm assuming this is an, a Western based on the name Ulysses and the town and the bartender and the priest. So I'm, I'm assuming it's a uh, Western. Yeah, those are Western archetypes for sure. <laughs> ben Wheatley is an awesome director. It's like the uh, Odenkirk's action trilogy. Nobody, normal. What's the next one? Nothing. Well, the guy who wrote nobody is wrote this as oh, well. Okay. That makes so sense. I, the next one will start with an N, I'm sure as well. Yeah. Nobody normal. Nevertheless. Nudes. <laughs> nudes, <laughs> nudes. All right. There's uh, a bunch of drama about this Coyote vs. Acme film, which was made last year, and it failed to find distribution. Warner Brothers was trying to sell the film to every streamer and studio, and all everyone was interested. However, Warner Brothers wanted 70 to $80 million for the picture, and nobody yeah. wanted to put out that much money for the, to buy crap. the rights to it. And so since they couldn't sell the film, they didn't want to release it. Nobody knows why they don't want to release it. Warner Brothers decided to shelve the film, and they're going to delete it from their server, so it's going to f- cease to exist very soon. Probably tax break reasons. Yeah, something like that. It was made for a pretty decent budget. I'm not—I think it was a cool idea. It's about a lawsuit, uh, Coyote versus Acme, and it's, it's a live action with animation, just like, you know, Roger Rabbit and Coyote is the plaintiff of, of the court case. I thought it was a really fun idea. It's got a great cast. Of, so he's suing Acme. Yeah, he's suing Acme. <laughs> That's funny. And it's um the guy who's uh, Will Forte is his lawyer, and so the like the, the one still that was released, it's Will Forte is a courtroom with Will Forte and then Milo uh, Coyote. That's pretty great. It looks cool. Cr- it's like a really cool concept. I don't know why they don't. Nobody knows why they don't want to release it. Nobody's really sure. Maybe they think it's bad, and they don't want it out there, but they tried to sell it off. Nobody wanted to pay for the price that they asked for. Well, it's clearly not bad if they're asking $75 million for it. Mm-hmm. They think it's worth something, but not worth enough to release. Not even on max. I'm not sure why they don't want to release it anywhere. Pretty interesting. We're in yeah. a very interesting time where movie studios are just deleting films. That yeah. Made it's and strange and that a film can just be erased. It's odd. Yeah, it's odd. But, I mean, it's too bad. It seemed like a fun concept. And it, was, it had a huge, it comedi- huge comedic cast. Why not just release it in theaters? Make Why not just money? release it on Max? You make money off of it. I don't know. I don't know. But apparently, like, they, they wanted, like, that much money for the film. And every studio and streamer said, we don't want to pay that much. And then Warner Brothers didn't even negotiate to change a lower price. So, damn. They were like, take it or leave it. Pretty odd stuff going on at Warner Brothers. Yeah. Pretty odd stuff. But let's talk about our final bit of news from Charles Menton. So, he's in talks... Melton. T- Melton, what did I say? Menton. Thank you for the correction. Charles Melton is in talks for A24 war film from directors Alex Garland and Ray Mendoza. So, Charles Menton's talked to join this from The Hollywood Reporter. The film hails directors Garland and Mendoza, who will helm the ensemble film from a script they co-wrote... Mendoza would serve as the military supervisor on Garland's Civil War. F- no, he's si- sorry, I'm butchering this. <laughs> Mendoza, Ray Mendoza, served as the military supervisor on Garland's movie Civil War, which mm-hmm. comes out this month, April? April. Yeah, April. April. So he's gonna do another war film for A24. I'm sorry for making that an insanely confusing read. It's okay, man. It's okay. I was just all over the place on that. Nobody knows the details about the film, but I, I guess Mendoza was instrumental to Alex Garland making Civil War. And I, 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 I imagine they came up with the idea together and we were like, let's just do this together. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because, I mean, Civil War looks like a huge, huge movie. Yeah, $90 million budget. Bam, A24's biggest film. Charles Melton's fantastic. And he's a super talented actor. And he killed it in May, December. So I'm looking forward to seeing his next steps in his career. Very cool. Yeah. All right, that wraps movie news, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to get tickets to our live show in Boston, Massachusetts, on April 18th. Doors open at 7 p.m. at the Middle East. You can also become a patron today at patreon.com slash Podcast to get awesome perks like bonus episodes all kinds of goodies. And also leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Spotify and Apple. Don't forget, at 5,000 reviews on Apple, I will get a tattoo of whatever Anthony chooses. You're going to make some videos about that. I should. I should market that. Yeah. Because that could, that could be cool. And you want Apple reviews or Spotify? Apple. Apple, okay. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get Apple up. Ratings, not reviews. Ratings, yeah, ratings. Yeah, ratings. Apple ratings. Apple ratings. ratings. those five-star Apple ratings. Yeah. Just bump those numbers up. (laughs) Bump those numbers up, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. See you next time, everyone. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.